Welcome to the Stonebridge Church Parenting Podcast, where we try to find meaning through the mess. The following audio is from our live parenting class held here at Stonebridge Church. Each episode will cover a specific topic related to parenting. From discipline to technology, we cover a wide range of important issues that parents need to have down. Now, here's parenting. So our topic is growing together, uh, how to build, how to bring about family unity. So we first introduce ourselves. So Tom and Janice Freet, and we have three children. Um, we have been, this is our 35th year of marriage. So our, our oldest, Allison, is 25. She is a upper school math teacher in the Dallas area. And our middle child, Laura, is 23. Uh, she graduated from A&M in communication and works for a small engineering firm in Houston. And then our son, Tommy, is 18, so he's just graduating. He is counting down the days of high school graduation. And I think it is days. So, and he will be going to Oklahoma State University in the fall. So, that is our family. So, first of all, we wanted to say we are not parenting experts. So, I'm sorry. If you were expecting that, <laughs> we are not. <laughs> yeah, Josh, I hate to bring that to you. But, uh, but anyway, we're going to give you a sense of some of the things that we did within our family over the years. And uh, we also hope to uh, learn from, uh, from each of you today. So, we're going to start out with the uh, end game. So, what is the end game on family unity? <laughs> okay, so uh, we, we actually talked among ourselves and says, well, what is the definition of family unity? What, what do you all think as families you would consider family unity? So I want to give you all a few minutes to discuss among yourselves. You can talk with your spouse or you can talk, you know, as a group or um, maybe we should just talk with our spouse. What at the end, when you're like our age and you've got graduating senior, how are you going to know we achieved family unity? What, what does that look like for you and your family, family unity? Just talk a few minutes and then, and then I'll ask you to discuss. <laughs> now think in your head. Think in your head because I want to hear your answers too. Okay. Okay, it's kind of quiet. So let me ask y'all, what are, just throw out some ideas. What, what are some things um, that you think would reflect family unity for your family? Emily, what'd y'all talk about? I was saying I would like them to, like if they're still like in the same city, like if they don't move out, like to still come over like once a week for dinner or something. Okay. Or, you know, feel like, or if they are away, like feel like they can call. I call my mom all the time. Like, in college, I'd probably still touch her like once a day or once every other day. Okay. So, you know, just kind of, and he said, like, knowing what's going on in their lives, you know. Yeah. Being kind of the first people that they turn to for guidance and stuff. Oh, yeah, you know, good. good. That's really good, yeah. So, con- uh, they still come home. 
They still and like you. Yeah. Oh, that's really good. How about y'all? I'm always, I'm always impressed with Holly's family. They have like a very active group chat. Like, they okay. They talk like about the details of each other's lives. Where like sometimes <laughs> me and my sibling, like we know the big things, but like. Like, yeah. I don't know what she's doing today, or yeah. you know, like, yeah. she's going on this week. Yeah. 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 I have all sisters, they so are, like, they're in it. So, yeah, I guess, um, you said employed, like gainfully employed. Yes. I guess that, like, out of the house, but still, like, yeah. Yeah. That's a lot. And, um, Good. So, I'm hearing both kind of communication and an intimate relationship still. Yeah. Josh, what are you thinking? Uh, I think I would like them to all just like be friends. You know? Okay. Like, like particularly because I have like, all girls, and for like our home to be kind of like um, like the place where they come, where it's like it's safe, and this is like the the because I think like school is hard on kids, you know, like culture is hard on kids, and so for our home to be the place where like nothing like you can create like a conflict-free space. Obviously, that's not going to happen, but it's still be like a place where. It's like, okay, well, this is where I belong. This is where yeah. I'm loved, and I'm loved by my parents and my siblings. And it's like, I belong here. You know, this is like a safe spot. And, and so I, I would like my house to be like that. Okay, um, good. Because I, I think if you do that as they get older, it's like that, that's still going to be the way it feels, you know, and that's what's going to keep them coming home. Yeah. Because that, that's like, a, it's like, it's, my, it's a place where I go to, to be loved and to, you know, so that's kind of what I would, I would look for and hope for. Yeah, just the way you are. Yeah. yeah, good. What are y'all thinking? Yeah, I think y'all just kind of touched on it. I think that the home is a sacred place. Sacred. So that you can come back and um, that they want to come back. And, and we're fortunate now because our kids have grown up that they, they do enjoy coming home and being with us. Yeah. And, and being vulnerable if they, they want with each other. Just a very open, transparent uh, relationship Good. I was going to say, not just that, like, our house, but, like, extended family has a big role to play in that, I think, too. Like, yes. Um, like, growing up, I didn't have, like, we were the only part of our family that was in Houston, and we didn't go see our family a lot. So, I, like, yeah. on, on one or two hands, like, number of times I saw most of my extended family growing up. But, um, like, her family is a lot closer, and I really like the kids to be able to have that. And I like the fact that, like, my kids are so close to my mom. And, you know, so it's like that creates, like, not only the nuclear family home but they feel like they have all these other yeah. safe spaces as they well. have a yeah. heritage they have yeah. a family tree yeah. good good well these are all really good i feel like we could just skip hours but um and i don't even know how to advance this does this do it and that's so that's your end goal we kind of talked about that and is this your part is this is where we we kind of uh, maybe our end goals was that they would love each other, support each other, that they would be friends. We thought that too, and that they would um, reflect our family values that we had as they were growing up. And of course, um, foundational to that was a growing relationship with Christ. So um, that's kind of what ours were. And I, yours are, I mean, those are all really, really good. So Yeah, connected, staying connected. That was kind of the kind of the key family focus of all of us here. So, so what were some uh, scriptures, uh, some guides uh, that we, uh, we've uh, had or that are important to us? So we, we picked out uh, three passages of scripture that I uh, think were important to us and kind of followed this. First was Psalm 127.1. Unless the Lord builds a house, they labor in vain who build it. 
And uh, this was uh, something that we actually had in our wedding. It was a verse in our wedding. And so it's, it was kind of the building of our marriage, but it also applies to building of our families, raising our children. And unless uh, the Lord's involved, without His help, without His guidance, His strength, uh, it's, uh, we, will, we just need, we can't wing it. It's not something we can, need. <laughs> we can do on our own. We need God's guidance and God's strength all along the way. Okay, another verse we had was... Okay, he's making me talk about this one, but uh, this was kind of like a family motto. Colossians 3, 23, and it, actually they learned it in Awanas, and they used to say it with a lot of energy, um, whatever you do, and this in the version I know, whatever you do, work at it, and we would do this, work at it, as for the Lord and not for men. And our little short um, that I would say to them every day when they'd get out of the car to go to school, I'd say E cubed. And e, they knew what E cubed meant. It was like a little password and it was give it your effort, give it your enthusiasm, and give it your excellence. And that was kind of like our little family motto and um, they kind of roll their eyes as they get older, but they all knew E cubed and they still know it and they can still say it. So um, it was just a little thing we did, um, E cubed, and it came from Colossians 3.23. So you can tell we're engineers, you know, we're kind of nerdy. We, we have these kind of symbols. And then our oldest was a math teacher, so she fell right into cubes and all that. So um, anyway, so that was, that's right, that's right. But do it with all your heart. And then uh, Nehemiah 414. So in 2012, we went to a family camp and uh, the kind of the title of it was uh, Fight, Fight. And this was the key verse, uh, Nehemiah 4.14. Remember the Lord who is great and awesome and fight for your families, fight for your homes. So the context of this, it's interesting, our Sunday school class has been studying Nehemiah. So the context of this is Nehemiah was called to uh, rebuild the uh, wall around Jerusalem. And uh, so Nehemiah and the, the Israelites uh, faced a lot of opposition. They faced ridicule and threats and intimidation, and uh, they faced uh, fear and discouragement from their enemies. But uh, what what Nehemiah told them, told the people, uh, to uh, this is what he said: Remember the Lord, who is great and awesome, and fight for your families. And what's kind of interesting is Nehemiah actually the workers. Uh, many of the workers on the wall around Jerusalem were working in the area of their homes. So he kind of assigned them to work uh, in and around their homes. So they had the connection of working together as a family to for their families and for their homes. So they were connected in that way. And they were equipped to trust God and pray for His strength. And uh, then they're engaged to, uh, to keep working. Don't give up. But to keep working, so those were those are three of the verses, uh, uh, sections in Scripture that we felt like were kind of fell in line with uh, this particular growing together, how to bring about uh, family unity. So, Jan, why don't you talk a little bit about our family fights? What what is, what do we mean by that? Yeah, we had that as a. A kind of a motto at a family camp one time and uh, they had t-shirts and it said our family fights and 
I was checking out at the grocery store one time. And the lady says, oh, yeah, our family fights too. <laughs> and I said, well, no, we don't fight each other. We fight together against. So, um, but anyway, that, that's kind of the idea, that as a family, we stick together and we fight against those enemies that are trying to divide us. And um, there's lots of things that try to divide us, and it actually kind of goes into our next, our next session. Um, but um, we've got to stand firm on God's Word, and we've got to remember the end goal. Of we want to stay connected when they're older. We want them still to come home and feel like this is a safe place where they can be themselves. So you've got to keep the end game in mind, and you've got to keep out those enemies that are going to divide you as families. So our family fights. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we talked a little bit, shared a little bit about uh, what we uh, our end game is, some of the scripture that we uh, we follow. Then the next part was uh, how do we get there? So how do we get to that point of uh, staying connected, uh, loving, supporting each other, uh, uh, being friends, and a saving and growing knowledge in the Lord Jesus Christ? What are some things maybe you do in your family or have done in your family along this line to uh, to try to reach uh, to try to reach that? I know some of you have really young children, so uh, you're just kind of getting them, nurturing them along, and getting them to the point that uh, they don't always fight with each other. I understand that we, we've uh, we've been there, but what are some things that maybe that uh, you are doing or have done or you envision doing? to try to help uh, guide uh, and lead your family toward uh, family unity. Any thoughts? Any ideas on that? Well, and I liked one of the previous classes where they had like the, the motto, and I can't remember, but they were like the blank family. And so like we've kind of started saying that different things with our three-year-old, like, oh, the Barrett family, we don't do this, mm. or we do that. And she has started saying it. She's like, well, the Barrett family, and it's just <laughs> kind of like a silly way that it, puts us all as one, like we are the Bear family and like we'll mm. do this. And so it's really cute to hear her say, like, well the Bear family does this. So good. Good. Yeah. So begin to understand, even at a young age, what are some of the uh, the qualities and traits that are important to you as a family. That's great. That's great. Well um, we we kind of summed up uh, how do we get there? One of the things we summed it up to was time together and lots of prayer. That seems pretty obvious. Time together to build unity, but um, how do how do you go about it? What are some what are some things that uh, we did to uh, build on that? More than just being together, but to really build on unity. So we we had uh, four things we listed there, and Janice was going to cover the first one for us. Yeah, so family meals, um, we did it at dinner time, and I had read an article when our kids were smaller about statistics, it's probably from Barna, that if uh, you had dinner together as a family four days a week, you had less likelihood of teenage pregnancy, teenage drug, I mean, all this stuff. So I was like, my golly, we're going to have dinner. <laughs> we're going to be at dinner together. And... Um, it really became extremely, we guarded that time, and it wasn't every night, definitely. But it, I, my goal, especially as they got older, 
was more nights than not during the week. There's seven nights. So at least four of them were having dinner together at the table, sitting down together, talking. And so it was a designated time. Of course, no electronics, no TV, nothing like that. Um, listen, ask questions, tell stories. And Tom was real good at this. He would tell family stories, stories from his childhood, which they love to hear how you messed up as a kid. You know, just fun things. You know, Toby threw the punch, and there was one punch thrown in the fight. And it was Toby that threw it. You know, the fight was over. Um, you know, just just stories like that, or stories about your grandparents, or what you remembered. Uh, uh, Laura especially loved that family heritage that that way. And then, of course, highs and lows. What was your what was something good that happened today? What was something maybe not so good that happened today? You could talk about that. And then we are a family of introverts, except for Laura. And so she could talk the whole time. So we had this little box of dinner games. And I don't know, it's just, just fun things. Some of them are just questions of, you know, one person can hum a melody and the others try to name the tune, you know. And as I get older, this is quirk. This is like really lame. but. It says ages 6 to 12, and it really was fun for them to do. And my main point on that is it has to be the two of you together that agree this is an important time. What you serve isn't that important, although um, it, it became more important as they got older for them to want to be there to know that it was going to be something good to eat, you know, and that sort of thing. So we really guarded that time together. Yeah, we guarded it. I, I cannot tell you. It was one of those areas we fought for. And it was important. It was a priority. You do what's important to you. This was important. It took sacrifice, and I'm not saying it doesn't. Sometimes I fixed it the night before. So that because we knew they got home at 3.30, someone had to be somewhere at 5 o'clock. There's not time to fix a meal. Okay, we're doing frozen food this night. We're guarding this time. It was a stake in the ground. So did you, I mean, were you flexible with like what they used to You're obviously flexible like when you ate, like just whenever whenever you had the time, whenever you had the pocket. I, I was pretty rigid on six o'clock. Okay. I was rigid. And um, sometimes there was, you turned down things. No, we're not doing that tonight because we've got, I discarded the time, I really did. When we asked our kids, this was the number one thing they said. I said, how did we build family unity? Both Allison and Laura said family meals. There were some things they didn't do, like be on sports teams, because they practiced from six to seven or whatever. Yeah. So I don't know. That was just what we did. Yeah. Well, and Janice also told me, and I think it was an important strategy uh, that, okay, uh, because I would have the habit of maybe working late. You know, or I would, you know, there would be somebody, they didn't come in until 8.30 or 9 o'clock, and they expected you to stay till 5.30, 6, 6.30, and sometimes it would. But, and she said, look, uh, we're going to eat at 6 o'clock, whether you're here or not. But anyway, <laughs> it gave me, that was my goal then. I was going to be there. So it, it was really great because I would tell people, look, I'm sorry, I've got a commitment. I've, I'm leaving at 5.30 today. So it was, a, it was a good stake in the ground for me and for our whole family. It was. 
Okay, uh, now there are occasions where if there's a big ball game on or something, we, we'll go upstairs and watch TV. But it's not something we, we really guard that time uh, against outside influences. Okay, family nights, family night devos. Now, devotionals, you know, have kind of a negative connotation to them a little bit. You know, they, you know, they're not fun. But we came across some uh, great resources with fun devotionals that had a good lesson. And they were intentional, planned. Um, it was games. Okay, this was uh, a book we had. We had all these books. And I think they're still around, or they're probably online now. You probably don't have to buy the books, but uh, it was the Family Night Tool Chest. And so there would be games or some activity. We'd talk and study, and it would reinforce uh, times together. Uh, it would reinforce the qualities that we thought were important that we wanted to get across. So I'll give an example. It was actually in this book. It was uh, The example was, Obedience Has Good Rewards. So what we did, we got, uh, uh, we got directions to, I don't know, dinner or some, some kind of outing or ice cream or something. And, uh, well, they didn't know what it was. They just they knew it was a surprise. They, they did, did not know. But we, we all piled into the car. And uh, then I gave, uh, I gave this envelope to Allison or Otis. I said, okay, now you read, you read the directions and uh, you know, where we're supposed to go. And so as she read the first car, uh, card, and uh, I would immediately begin doing something just opposite. She'd say, turn right. I would turn left. I'd say, oh, no. I'd tell her, I know a better way. I know a quicker way. Let's do this. And, she, you know, and, and so I really messed them up, and they were frustrated. But, Dad, it says this. We've got to go this way. And so, but perfectly, I would. And we ended up, I don't know, at some gas station or something. So it was obvious I had really messed up. So I stopped, and then I said, well, look, I've blown in. I didn't follow directions, and now we're at the wrong place. Um, so let's go home and try again. So we went back home, <laughs> and we did it all over again. This time we followed directions, and we got somewhere that was really fun, you know, and they, they enjoyed. So it's, it. Uh, so we went through that, and then we talked about it, and there's, there's always a scripture uh, passage there. And we talked about how God wants to lead us, and how frustrating life can be when we don't follow instructions and don't follow God. So the slogan was, when we obey, we go the right way. So again, that was, it was a little corny, but they love these. They love these times together. How, how old were they yeah, at this? They were, they were uh, early. Six, eight, yeah, yeah. That, that sort of thing. So that time frame. So it, it allowed us the opportunity to uh, instill some of scripture and values in them, but also have fun, something they would, uh, they would look forward to. And uh, then, let's see, we, we did, uh, next we did uh, family camp. Oh, yeah. Uh, we had some friends. Uh, our girls were four and three and one. So, you're a kid's age. <laughs> that invited us to go with them to Pine Cove family camp. And we're like, what is this? We don't even know. This is crazy. But it started a 21-year tradition we went every summer for a week and it is just a great retreat and you uh, you learn all kinds of things we got this out of there all all kinds of resources other parents that have been there before you you learn from older parents and so it was a great great connection um, 
we've said better than Disney World, and it definitely, it definitely is. Uh, we've been to Disney World, and this is much better. <laughs> it's actually a vacation, and it's a vacation with a purpose. So, um, highly recommend it. It is, it is a little expensive. So, uh, one thing we did too, and that isn't expensive. That was kind of fun. It was during spring break, and we weren't going anywhere. We were having a staycation, but every day, and the kids were real small when we did this. Tommy wasn't born yet. Um, we just, I had him draw a piece of paper out of a hat and it just told what a surprise treat was going to be that day. And it was always something like powdered donuts, something I'd never let him have. And then they drew another one and it was a surprise uh, place they were going to get to go, maybe a different park we'd never been to. And the girls still talk about that as one of their very favorite things to do. And of course, it was all planet. I knew exactly what was in the hat. That's the only thing they could pull out that day. So <laughs> I was always. <laughs> Yeah, so they probably, I don't know that I've ever told them that, but <laughs> anyway, and this was another resource you didn't talk about for family nights. As they got older and um, maybe in their early teens, we did movie nights for kids. And we were not creative, so we have a lot of books and stuff, but, but it pulled out the spiritual lessons on different movies that you can watch. And there's all kinds of stuff like that out there. So, yeah. And are you next or am I next? Okay, and then one other thing was we just made church a priority. So uh, it's, you know, a lot of things compete uh, for time, and we just uh, felt like that uh, we needed to, uh, it wasn't an exception, and we weren't trying to be legalistic uh, for sure, but we just wanted uh, our family to grow up and, and make that a part uh, of our lives together. So. Even when we didn't feel like it, we were too tired, uh, we, we made church a priority. So those, those were some of the things uh, we did. Are there, have y'all thought of any other things maybe you're doing to try to uh, help uh, build unity uh, uh, within your family? Any other ideas or examples? Or These are just a few uh, that we thought. We do a big dorky like family hug. Oh, and the kids get real excited for it. And Austin yeah. finally doesn't cry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> finally made that. Yeah. yeah, at some point, I can just see all of like rolling her eyes, but like, we, yeah, we like to do that. And, um, we kind of got away from it, but like maybe we should start doing it again. But especially like all of when we were talking her in, we talk about things we were thankful for, and just you know, saying like family prayers and stuff like that really kind of helps her reflect on you know. Praying for other people and yeah, other people and yeah, like that. that's really that's, good. Including her brother and members of her family and stuff like that. Yeah, that's that good. is a great idea. We we uh, many years ago we instituted a, a blessings book where we just started tracking those kind of things. And they were small things at the time. Like somebody gave us clothes, you know, from uh, you know hand me downs or something. But that went in the book, and we we just kept track of every blessing, you know, where we could be grateful, and then go back later and read them. Read them at the dinner table or read them and so we could remember. That's so important that we remember, remember what God has done. So that's, those, those are great. It's, it's purposeful. So what, what yeah. I see your testimony is, it was a priority. It was a priority. And it was premeditated. And just like Christ's love for us. So God's mm -hmm. love, he knew he was going to send his one and only son. And so that unity comes from a purpose. And so what, I, what you're saying is 
through the years, it, it was a priority for you, which is really, that's a great testimony. And I think you're never um, too old for that because you're going to have grandchildren, right? Um, some, you know, some of us are, are blessed to have that. And it, it's one of those things that you want to keep that tradition going. I think you're talking about the extended family. That's helpful because if your extended family is doing it, your children are not only seeing it from you, but also from you know cousins or aunts and uncles, which which plays a big role too. Yeah. Good, good comments. Thanks. Well, what uh, what hinders uh, what can hinder family uh, unity and growth? What are what are some challenges to this? What are the things that fight us? For uh, we talk about fighting for unity. What are the things that uh, help that divide us? What are what are things that uh, make it difficult? I would say for both of us, it's our phone. I there have been several times, and it's unfortunate. Like, and I know I'm doing it. Like Olive will be asking, and I'm like sitting there, and I'm like, I'm sorry. And it's just like, what am I doing? Like my three-year-old's asking me a question, and I'm, you know, and I I try to be more conscientious of it. But I think that for me, that's a good thing. I'm trying to put it up somewhere where I, I have to. I would have to actively seek it out when I get home. So then, like, as soon as I walk through the door, phone's out, it's over here, I'm not going to touch it, you know, until kids are taken care of. Good good for you. You know, they do have a little bit more downtime, but then when I'm there, I'm actually, like, present. Yeah. And that's being present. Yeah. That's a a big thing. I think all these things take, like, they take, like, a a decent amount of, like, uh, intentionality, too. Mm -hmm. I think that's hard to do, like, every night, every week, you know. Mm -hmm. Trying to survive, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the intentionality side of it takes takes a lot of work. Yeah, yeah. I think that's probably where it is. It's just like not thinking ahead or not kind of you know putting the stake in the ground about something. Yeah. Just being busy. Yeah. Distraction. Yeah. Business. That is the biggest thing. Yeah. 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 And church things are great. There's a lot of great church things that we can go to. You know. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Busyness. That that is uh, that's that's probably number one. That's that was one of the things that uh, that we came up with: busyness and chasing success, chasing things that uh, are less important that uh, might be common themes. So, and uh, you mentioned being there. I remember Janice would. There would be times when Janice would be there when she wasn't. You know, you'd send notes uh, to school and stuff like that. Uh, in their lunchbox or thing, you know, just something. Yeah. So yeah. when they open it up, they would see it. And, and you know, we're a whole nother generation. We did not have the, we didn't have technology like no. this. And so it's a whole new world for y'all because I don't, it's hard. Like our teenagers, you know, have being on the phone, the teenagers on the phone is a huge division in the family. We're all there. That were separated because everyone's got their own screen. And it's not even like on like social media. I mean, I spend all our all the days I'm not working. I spend with my grandmother because she's widowed, and so all that she'll have me do stuff. So I'll be looking at that. I'm like, my three-year-old doesn't know that. Right. Something. Yeah. She just knows I'm. And so it's something that I just feel really like uh, convicted about. So trying to be more conscientious. Yeah. And we used to write notes on the napkins when we went to school. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cute. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, uh, really, that was that was kind of the 
the gist of what we wanted to share today. Um, uh, kind of, kind of in a wrap up. The I love what Zig Ziglar said to a child: "Love is spelled time, T-I-M-E." So I love how he, and that's when we talk about time together and lots of prayer. Uh, there's just no substitute for for time because you never know when that special, interesting moment's going to come up. Tommy and I were playing catch one day several years ago, just playing, throwing baseball out front. And, all of a sudden, and he doesn't talk a lot, uh, but, but all of a sudden he said, Dad, how will I know what God wants me to do? Wow. So you never know when those moments are going to come up. So time, just be available. Uh, I share, shared this verse again. Remember the Lord who is great and awesome. Fight for your families. Fight for your homes. And just... Uh, Remember, we remember our identity is in Christ and uh, not in what others think or, um, you know, what, what we do. But our identity is in Christ. So our overarching goal is that as individuals, as a family, that we have a growing uh, relationship with Jesus Christ. So other, other thoughts or questions? Or? There are a couple of introverts that Well, I'm. Well, you're welcome. It. Uh, thank Josh for just uh, and the staff for organizing this because uh, it, it helps us. It reminds us of what is important, and uh, we're not done. We we've got uh, children uh, out there, and, and hopefully grandchildren one day. So, how do you balance the, uh, the age differences between like things that you did? Because imagine when they were younger. I mean, Tommy's he's how how was the age between him and Allison? So let's see. It was uh, seven, five, and seven years. So he was five and seven years behind. So well, what, what would you say? Um, yeah, he just had to go along. <laughs> he really did. He just had to go along, and um, yeah, it was hard. But for family dinners, he was right there with us, and that was another reason six o'clock because you know how your children are; they go to bed early when they're little. So it was six o'clock. They had to eat, and so yeah, it. But yeah, it was hard. He went along to many uh, softball games, and and at, with uh, with the girls being a little older, like we'd have birthday parties or something. So we'd put the girls in charge. Okay, you're in charge of the game. So he'd have kids over and all, and and Allison would be in charge of the pool games and you know different things, which she loved doing. And uh, so, and that took something off of us, so we could plan something else. So involve, involve the whole family in different aspects of serving and playing and time together. Yeah. 